What's up, everybody? Happy 4th of July weekend. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by Realtalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with just one individual today. Leo said, I'm not in the mood to talk baseball. Jenny said, I'm in the mood for crying about baseball. But on this podcast, there's no crying in baseball. So I'm here with Mr. JC himself. How you doing, buddy? It's been a while. It's been a while, but I'm happy to talk about my favorite baseball movie. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I was thinking about this after uh, you I, you posted that you're going to be on. Um, like obviously, this is not my favorite baseball movie. Um, it's The Sandlot, but I do think this is probably the best baseball movie. Yeah, I think like what for me this is pretty much the same. It's like one A, one B. Like on a rewatch, I could I could really, like see things that I like about The Sandlot more. So it it, it changes. But I did, I've seen this. I've seen uh, Legal Their Own twice this year, so I feel like at least at this moment it gives it a little edge. But it's pretty much like one A, one B. Like yeah, for sure, you can't really go wrong with any of those two. Yeah. So for uh, anyone unaware, this is the 30th anniversary of A League of Their Own, and we are going to cover it. Uh, I, this was a fun rewatch. I, I usually actually rewatch this every year. This and the Sandlot kind of get a back to back screening. Uh, I feel like these two and Field of Dreams are my top three like baseball movies. I'm not a fan of Rookie of the Year. I think it's ridiculous, and I can't well, stand. I, I can't stand I, the lead. I enjoy Rookie of the Year, but I'm not gonna say there's like it's in my top ten favorites, but. I know there's other baseball movies that I didn't include in my list when I put it that are better. But, you know, it's like, remember that. I mean, you were, like, of age when it came out. I was one years old. But, you know, that's a movie I saw a lot growing up. It was like, I was like, like imagine us if we were, like, playing for the Yankees or something. Like, you know, it's, a, it's a little fun movie. It's like that in Little Big League. Like, I, I, it's, it's, funny almost- you, it, it's funny you mentioned Little Big League. I was talking about it with my buddy. I was at a convention last week. And we were just talking to sports movies. And I brought up, he has never seen Rookie of the Year in Little Big League. Oh, and man. he was like, oh, what are they about? And as soon as I said, well, Little Big League is this kid whose grandfather <laughs> passes away and he's given ownership of the Minnesota Twins. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait, it gets better. He becomes the manager of the Minnesota Twins. And <laughs> he's like, how old is he? I'm like, I don't know, like 13, so 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah something like along those lines. Like middle school. And then he's like, oh, what's rookie of the year? And I'm like, well, rookie of the year is this toolbox kid that sucks at baseball that um, breaks his arm and becomes, like, a great pitcher, even though he has the worst form out of any pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he pitches for the Cubs, too. And, and he's like, oh, those are movies I'm never going to see. Mind you, he's, like, two years younger than me. So uh, but yeah, he's, not but a, it, he's not a big movie guy, though. I feel like those are movies, like, if you don't watch it as a kid, like, it, 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 you would just judge it too much. You know, like, see, like, we we could watch it. We can, we can like, know this flaws, but still enjoy it because we watched it as kids. Yeah, I agree. I agree 1,000%. Um, but, yeah, this should be a fun one. But let's get into some of the news of the week. Uh, I don't have that much. I just kind of just wanted to focus on the movie. I only have, like, four or five things here. So the first one leaked yesterday. Uh, I didn't want to spoil this because I wanted to surprise everyone in October. But uh, my Halloween costume leaked. Uh, we got our first look at Neymar. It's a Mariner. Um, oh, you gonna do the you gonna do the angle the angle wings and all that? Yeah, I got the dad bought out. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, You're gonna get the fake the fake the fake six pack. Oh, absolutely! I'm gonna wear that T-shirt <laughs> that has the fake six pack. Yeah, I'm, I I can't wait for that. 
no, but it looks great. It looks pretty close to an authentic representation from the comics. I do want to say, I don't think this is coming out this year. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I won't, I won't say that for sure because Marvel's been doing a good job of not starting promotion until like four months out. Mm-hmm. Cause remember, like Thor, we didn't get the trailer until like was it like February, January. Uh, yeah, I think it was. January. And, the, and the, I remember that No Way Home was the same thing. Where we, I remember the trailer came out when I was in Dominican Republic in, in August. So like, I feel like Marvel's doing it. Like, I think they kind of know already. Like, yeah, we don't got to do too much promotion. These movies, they're gonna be hits no matter what. So the fact that they're already starting like like some promotional stuff, like. If if it does get delayed, I'll, I'll maybe see it for like February, like the first one. But I don't think we're gonna get an extensive delay. Where it's like, oh yeah, we're moving it from November to like to like March or or to like April. I feel like if we get a delay, it'll probably be to move it back to that February since it did good since the first one did such great business in February, like for Black History Month. I agree. That's actually if they do move it, that's pretty much yes. where I would have it moving as well. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I mean, I think it already test screened, so that's something that we oh, can look sure. at. We're getting, we're getting luck and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure, like some people, the fact that you know, there's certain movies that you've gotten that you couldn't make. But we're not gonna talk about it because I don't know if we could. But certain movies that have not even a single promotional picture that you've gotten screens for, but you weren't able to attend. I'm pretty sure that that, that like Wakanda Forever has gotten some screenings. Yeah, I agree. Especially like we got Babylon screened in like March. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I unfortunately was not one of those folks. I gotta wait like everyone else. Uh, But yeah, no, you would have been championing for best picture. I mean, you're already doing this. Imagine if you had got that that early screening. Oh, for sure. Uh, The next bit of news, I only added it because you you were on. Because I don't think shout out to Rai and Leo. I have I am like nine hundred percent sure they have no idea who this man is. But David Mamet is back. He's about to direct Two Days, nineteen sixty-three. Let's fucking go. Uh, this is like yeah, right up my alley, <laughs> like right up my alley. Let's go. Um, mafia stuff. Like it, we've we've had many. For anyone that's unaware, this is pretty much chronicling one individual that maybe may have dealt with the assassination of JFK, and was, he's also in the mafia, which has also been one of the big rumors as to one of the you know the conspiracies as to who killed JFK, whether it's the government, whether it's the mafia. So this is gonna dive into that. It's been a while for Mamet too, right? Yeah, the last movie was funny enough with our boy Pacino with that Phil Spector TV movie. I, I like that one. Did you like it? I like his performance. The okay. overall, yeah. I've seen every Madman movie, so just like I was excited when it came out because by that time I had seen House of Games, Spanish Person. I've seen most of those movies by that time, so you know, I'm like, then you have Helen Mirren. But it was just like, I guess, I mean, I, mean, I need to rewatch it because I know, I know who Phil Spector is more now. Like they've dived in more into him and stuff, like the McAvoy's and stuff. So maybe I'll enjoy it more now, but like back when I came out two thousand twelve, I was like, all I really liked was the performances. Yeah, Pacino's great. Pacino's. I think we're gonna have. I think we're getting there already. We're getting a reevaluation of some of his later stuff that he's actually a lot better than people give him well, credit I mean, for. Well, I mean, his TV stuff has always been like giving praise. He's literally won Mad Emmys and Golden Globes for them. Yeah, I think Ages in America is probably his best performance and. Since, since the turn of century, since, since since of the century for sure, like he was amazing in that. Yeah, I think it, that and the Irishman are probably my two favorite of his since two thousand. I okay, think. Nah, I mean, I, I know, have, I, I know he was great in the Hangman, but you know, I think these other two. I, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen the Hangman? Oh no, man. but I've seen I've, I've I've seen a lot of his like those like I saw the Pirates of Somalia. 
Did, I've seen I've seen Manglehorn, whatever it was called. I like um, Manglehorn. I think I think like, my... I, so I've seen a lot of his director videos, but I just haven't seen the Hangman or I think it was Misconduct with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I saw Misconduct. <laughs> Let me show you how loyal I'm, loyal I am. I saw Misconduct in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, it's I would, so I would, because that should, probably dropped on VOD the same day. I would have been like, nah. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I, there's and there's a twist too. Oh man, I mean, you so can bad. say, I, I, you can say, because I probably would still watch it. Not care. Um, if I remember correctly, because I've only seen it once, Hangman has a twist that, and and Pacino's actually not the killer in this one. I believe. Um, thank God, because I feel like every twist, like Righteous Kill, Pacino ends up being the killer. Um, well, that one was obvious. Very obvious. It's funny though because I actually remember being so hyped for Righteous Kill, and I mean, um, I mean come on, who I mean, one? We were younger, so we didn't have the mentality. I mean, you, well, I was even younger, so we didn't have the mentality like, oh, you know, there's probably a paycheck role. I went to that shit. My brother-in-law, my sister took me to see that shit in the theater. I was so disappointed. The only thing that made me happy about that movie was the fact that the Nero got his revenge and he got to kill Pacino. Yes, that is true. That is true. I didn't think That's of that. A, I mean, granted, he's killed Pacino twice now in movies for for take back for heat. Granted, he's just hating that Neil McCauley couldn't get the one up on Vincent Hanna. No, yeah, for sure. But like, I feel like he if he had killed Vincent, it would have hit the same. As much as I love the narrative, like it felt right to have his character get killed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he made the wrong decision. He didn't. You know, leave when the heat was around the corner, so it makes, it, makes perfect sense. The, that's what's always made me laugh. He always says that, like that's his code. Like when we, when me and Jen went to see it, and and the mold and the and the Queens thing, I can't remember the, the oh the, the museum of moving image. Yeah, I can't remember. It, like it just it, like obviously I've seen it so many times. It's my fourth favorite movie of all time, but he says that shit so much. And when Val Kilmer got shot. He freaking grabbed him instead of just. I mean, granted, I, I love that he saved Val Kilmer as my favorite character in the movie, but he literally broke his own rule so many times in that movie. That being the biggest example, like he literally saw his boy get shot and knew that whole grabbing him was going to take him longer than it would if he would just did. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I mean, I, I I caught this, but watching it with Jenny for the first time in theaters a few weeks ago too at the museum. Um, Jenny was like, after the movie, she's like, actually, she noticed it and just pulled, like, whispered to the side laughing. She's like, he never says goodbye. I'm like, nah, he doesn't. Every time Pacino's on the phone, Vincent's on the phone, he always hangs up on everybody. Like, every single person. When you rewatch it, if you never noticed that. He said, now that you told me that, I'm going to notice it. Oh, my God. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. It becomes a gimmick after a while when you pay attention. Every fucking time he's on the phone, he's hanging up on them. It's it's hilarious. Because I plan on rewatching it one more time already. I've seen it twice already this year. But I'm a, I want to rewatch it one more time before the book drops. Just just do like from movie to book. Um. Yeah. I mean, the uh now that it's coming out on 4K, like I'm that's gonna lead to the rewatch. So it should be here soon. And and, and like I mentioned off the air, like I, this is not a heat podcast, but I'm talking to the only other person that loves heat as much as I do. So, um. What the, I told someone from Chris Ryan, whenever we have a chance to talk about heat, even if it's not a podcast of heat, we're gonna do it. Yeah, seriously, especially like rewatching. I texted you the line when he's like, "I'm sorry, the chicken got overcooked." Yeah, it's like it's like he literally gave up towards the end. <laughs> it's too- you notice that like his voice goes down when he says overcooked. It's like that. Even he got tired of pulling off the. Voice. Oh my god, it's too funny. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm excited for this David Ma- David Mamet project. So um, I hope he I hope he casts like a good actor to play San Giancana. Um, but no, Pacino's too old. 
<laughs> so, I mean, no, I mean, if, depending on where it makes it, probably get his boy um Joe Montagna. He's you know, old, man. That, that's not his boy, bro. <laughs> or at least he'll, he'll be some kind of monster in the movie. But I can't see that he makes a monster movie and and he doesn't put him in it. Wasn't he just? He was just in Father of the Bride, right? Ah, uh, was he? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, and he looked really he, old. Yeah, he might. He might have been because. He was also just an Kirby enthusiast, so I don't know if I'm if I'm mixing it together. Where like that's where I remember that he was in, or that he was. I, I have to look it up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in it. Like he looks like he could be related to Andy Garcia. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, all right, cool. So next bit of news. Um, I wish Netflix um headlined this the proper way, and that's Cameron Diaz unretires to star in a really bad Netflix action comedy movie with Jamie Fox. I think that's probably the proper title because there's no way i think this is going to be any good but yeah i was good to see cameron diaz back i know you're probably i know you're probably hyped for more jamie fox movies well i mean i like jamie the only reason i'm a little like intrigued is because it's the horrible bosses guy did he do the horrible bosses too or just the first one? no 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 he did, he did the first okay he did do Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know pe- oh my god you know people like that i see like a on twitter film twitter there's like a Guilty pleasure uh-huh. crowd for Baywatch, uh-huh. and I'm like, are you serious? Like poor man, like when you when I have to say poor, poor man's man, Josh poor Gad, I was like, nah, man, this movie's bad. Oh, that's, that's, that's the freaking... Yeah, just saw a movie with him, some call, some guy, some like Jumanji style horror movie. Oh, but I yeah, saw some, I saw some like bad horror poor... movies this week. Uh, we'll I talk about it. Like when you give like a half star. Oh, uh, we'll talk about. No, it. but he looked like a poor man's Josh. Jo- he looked like a poor man Jonah Hill, poor man Josh Gad. And like yeah. a less annoying version of Costa from Twenty One. I mean, from Project X. Yeah, pretty bad. I rem- uh, I saw the Rewatchables. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I'm gonna listen. Bro, to that's that. such a that's a fun movie. That's like I think that's the first. Is that the first movie I saw Miles Teller in? Um, if you saw Footloose or Rabbit Hole, then you yeah, no, no, it's this. Then it's this. Yeah, then then it's definitely this. Yeah, cause I, cause I, I, I think I, I was hesitant to watch the Footloose remake because my love for the first one. Yeah, then you're. But then I, nah. No, 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 no. The Footloose remake is actually solid. I prefer the original, but, but it, the Footloose remake is actually one of the better non-horror remakes of the last like fifteen years. I'll say. Well, I don't really, I don't really like Footloose, so that's probably. No, yeah, because <laughs> no, yeah, he's playing. My is playing the Chris Penn role. Oh man! But in terms of like Cameron Diaz, I'm happy she's back. I hope she gets more work after this. No, I mean I think she's gonna be more selective now that she knows that she doesn't need the business to be happy. Yeah, that's good. I do agree with that. Uh, it's been a while, right? What's the last thing she did? Well, funny enough, is um the the black version of Annie with Jamie Foxx. I feel like you know this, this is gonna be the third movie because she was also in Any Given Sunday. Oh, so I, I feel like it probably was Sunday. like I feel like it was maybe Jamie like. Like, I feel like since they're really good friends for, like, over 20 years, I feel like he was able to, like, get her. And then she was like, okay, you know, James, my, you know, my friend, like, you know, I'll do it with him. So I feel like she's going to get very selective with what she does, not just doing any paycheck role when she's... Because this is going to be her first... This is gonna, well, if it comes out next year, it'll be her first movie in nine years. So I feel like she sees the, how happy she is being married to... I, I don't know which one it is, but one of the good Charlotte guys. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's just going to do roles just... Whichever one, like she finished, she really likes not paycheck roles because she's pretty much lived happily without needing to work for nine years. For sure, uh, yeah, this should be interesting when it comes out. Uh, 
And the last two bits of news, Taron Egerton. This was, I, I, you know, Leo is unfortunately is sick and not here today, but I had this for him. Taron Egerton confirms he's <laughs> met with Marvel. Um, is he our new Wolverine? I hope so. I mean, that's been the fan casting, and as honestly as like Wolverine, you know, that's pretty much the best for a role because people tend to forget that Wolverine is really small mm-hmm. in the comics because they've just been used to like, Hugh Jackman, but you know, Wolverine is small, like. For the young ones, I forgot to say Bob Hoskins from Who Framed Roger Rabbit was was said to be Wolverine when they were trying to make it in the early 90s, just to show you the, the size of actor that we're trying to go for. So, with Taron, it's good because he's like 32, 33, so if they sign him up, they could literally get him for like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it should be interesting if they do. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing we'll get some music at Comic-Con in a few weeks regarding and this. He'll, yeah, he'll and plus him. He's really confirmed he's met with them. So even if it's not Wolverine, we're going to hear probably some castings about him soon. Because it's like, you know, it's like, it, he's like, he's young. He has the fan base because of Kingsman. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's a smart move for Marvel to get somebody that's well liked. Yeah, I, I agree. And in the last bit of news, it was, I think, early yesterday that uh, The Rock confirms technically a little bit maybe a potential face off with superman um oh, yeah, yeah but then i someone someone saw a test screening on and posted the post credit scene on twitter so i do know the answer to this i won't say it oh. if you guys don't want to know so i mean you could text me you know i don't care about stuff like that oh no then i'll tell you if you guys don't want to know you guys can fast forward probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, probably... Well, just like this section because I, I don't want to get the chance that even somebody that decides not to fast forward here today. okay yeah yeah i can yeah, I, I can I, I, I can confirm this a little you know through text so uh but yeah right. uh it would be interesting to see if it does happen but uh yeah that's all i'll say on that um and the movie's good what happened? Ah, uh, yeah. I just, hope, I just hope the movies. Are, I can't do what DC is being like. Okay, it's okay, but like I need something great. Yeah, I do. My big issue is, um, it's interesting that Lawrence sure shot that. The guy that shot Joker shot this, and it doesn't look anything as terms of like beautiful the way Joker does. This movie looks cookie cutter as at best. I hope it's yeah, good. Like- like really I, I remember, I saw that trailer. I was just like, I felt nothing, and it it got me so mad because you know, like, like you, you know, like I grew up with the Rock on wrestling, so like I've always given him a pass with everything. Like you know, like I saw Rampage and a bunch of I see almost every everything he's done in theaters. Almost saw Snitch. I was probably the only person who saw Faster in theaters. No, so it's like it's like no, I like Faster's a solid. Like, oh, you know what's one I like. Movie. You know which one I like? Um, that's not like one of. I saw this in theaters. That's not one of his obvious. I think this is right before he really blew up, like in 2010, 2011. The one where he has to like, uh, his son's in jail, and he has to snitch. Snitch. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that, a good that, one. I like me, that. To me, I feel that's like one of his best acting because it's like it's not. A, it's just, I mean, it has a little like crime, like little action stuff, but it's pretty much a character study. Yeah, I like that one so, a lot. So yeah, so it's like. But lately, I just, like I've been telling you, like, I just, he just, whatever, he doesn't do nothing for me no more. Like, I feel like he's repeating himself. That's why I prefer seeing John Cena or Dave Bautista, because they actually challenge themselves. They do different roles. They don't just do the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm with you. I hate saying this, because I love The Rock. <laughs> exactly, and I, same here. And I've said on here that I'd watch him take a shit um, and be entertained by it, but... um. I'm sure I, I I'm gonna say this. I'm sure that I will like at least him in in it. 
Yeah, because he's just like, so but, charismatic. But everything around him, I uh, don't doesn't look very good. So I'm hoping that like it just it just feels like a, a t- typical rock movie, just with, with tights and shit. Which yeah, sucks. I concur. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty much all the news that I have. I was gonna mention Dune too, but it only moved two weeks, so it's not really anything to talk about. It's actually, it's actually a better release day now because that Thanksgiving slide is becoming it's becoming like the July Fourth and the Christmas one. Like, yeah, like, I, like you know, you get it, you're gonna get your movie's gonna make bread. Yeah, it's funny. This was this isn't any really news to really dive too much into, but I love how Ghostbusters is like, yo, we're gonna own Christmas next year, and they're releasing the uh, the next movie during Christmas. So that, that that's. I'm so- no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, so like I'm surprised is is like getting so quick, but I'm also not surprised because if they if they wait like two more years, Finn Wolfhard is gonna be a freaking have rug burn from having to shave. Yeah, seriously. That kid, that, that kid just like I was rewatching Stranger Things because Jenny had never seen it. So seeing all four seasons like basically back like in the span of like like ten days is crazy how much these especially him because he's the one that has aged the most because gut. Because Dustin looks pretty much the same, just a little growth, and everybody else. But like Finn, the the growth spurt and, and how fast he's aged is the most noticeable one. Like he had a whole little round face in season one, and now he has like a whole long face and it's tall as fuck. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I am excited for for that Ghostbusters. Uh, all right, cool. So that wraps up everything in the news this week. Uh, let's get into what we watch before we get into the league of their own. I guess we can Ooh. both start with Stranger Things because. That's kind of like the big thing that dropped this week outside of Minions, which I haven't yeah. seen. And I don't think you've seen either. Uh, no, because I've, I've only seen the first Despicable. Jenny wanted to see anything, but I thought. Oh, uh, like, second uh, one's good. Second one's good. I like the, I like the first two a lot. The third is garbage. Minions is garbage. That's the one that has like an evil twin, right? Uh, yes. I believe yeah, so. With the guy, with Trey Parker from South Park. I remember that, but yeah. I've never seen it. And Minions is pretty much confirmation that you don't make a movie without Guru. Like, I don't care because... Oh, he's not doing that at all? In Minions? No, he's not. Oh. Probably, yeah, because I should make like a billion dollars. I just assumed he was in it. No. I, uh, whether the movie's bad or not, I at least want Gru to be in it. So um, they, they finally learned that's so what they brought him to this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, no, but I mean, I'll watch it whenever I, get it. I can. I'm not. I'm really not in a rush to it. But no, yeah, Stranger Things 4, uh, I guess uh, I can say that... Um, I think it's. I thought the last two episodes were very good, and I think yeah, they lived up to the hype. I think I see people. I've learned that, and I've said this to a lot of people over the last few days, and I've said this over the last few years to people off the line or off social media. I, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Some smell worse than <laughs> others. Some people just should not be allowed to talk about shit on the internet. Well, there's people that, that's not, I mean, I haven't heard anybody be negative about oh, you. Oh, I did. I did. And I don't, Jeez. I don't understand. I think this, I've, I well, thought. What were they saying? Pretty well, much. What the, were they saying? How were they? Well, one of the, the only issue I really had with the first seven episodes was there was, they were trying to, they had a lot of story to tell. And I can see why some people may have certain, you know, hesitations towards that. But when you get to the, this last episode, especially the last episode, I I tweeted about everything. I wasn't even going to tweet about it. I was just going to talk about it on here. But like, I felt like it was a master class of how they were to fix in and blend in all the stories perfectly. The editing was really, really well done in this episode. Oh, hell yeah. And then people like were so- 
And but it goes to the, the the thing me and you complain about off the line, like just people just are never satisfied with anything, and they always have to nitpick. That's just the world. We, that's just the oh world yeah, we live it's, in. Like, it's like you always, even when you think that something delivered, like you say, I thought this is delivered, I thought it would exactly, but like you're telling me that you actually think people are dislike. It's like, bro, oh my god, what the fuck do you want? You know what's and a good this example? Shit was two hours and I had two hours and twenty minutes, and every character got lots to do. Like I, I kept pausing just to see how much we had left, and I was surprised. Like at one point. Like, so much had happened, and we still had, like, an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, shit, what the hell? Yeah, same here. I was I only looked at it once, but I was, it was around the hour, hour, 10 minutes as well. I was like, oh, shit, we got a long way to go, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so in. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to say was, like, it, it reminds me, I, I learned recently, like, when Avengers Endgame, apparently people hate that movie now. That's a cool thing to do now for some smart yeah, like, you know, on we, social we've seen media. Some people have that shit, like, in the 15 sliding the rankings i'm like get the fuck oh, out of here like I get, there... I get you because like infinity war better but if you don't have that giving your top five your list your list ain't valid to me there let me tell you something there's one thing so i became more because i've had letterbox for about four years and i've been more more on it in the last like maybe year and a half yeah like i had it before we got cool but i've been on it more i've been using it more since i got since, since me and you became friends during 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 the, during the early 2020 let me tell you my friend some of the stuff I read on Letterboxd, <laughs> quote unquote cinephiles say, are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe some of the stuff I read on there. So to say that now people hate Avengers Endgame is not shocking to me. Acting like, like that shit didn't give them the best theater experience. Seriously. Of their life. No, but in terms of this, um, I think it sets up the final season beautifully. Uh, I, like I told Jenny after we finished the movie, I'm like, I'm glad all the character, all the key players are back together. Like everyone, yeah, because they keep them um, separated. Because I like, rewatching with Jenny, I it like I guess since because the last season happened like three years ago, and I never rewatched any of the seasons. I would always just because I re- I remembered like most of it vividly. It didn't really hit me that maybe every single season they separate them for the whole season to the end. Yeah, so I think like this, this season is gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be everyone's back together, and then we're gonna like, see I'll what do, happens. I need mean, them together the whole time. Like, just have them all in Hawkins. Yeah, you don't have to have them like maybe, but don't do like like only that last episode together. Like, this is the final season. Have all of them be together. Yeah, I I concur. And then last shout out, I want to give like Caleb and Gaten like props and Sadie because oh, my God, MVP. especially K- Caleb in that scene. Oh my God. Like incredible, it, and it's funny because I thought I knew he had it in him because I thought he was really good in Concrete Cowboy. Yeah, but uh, unbelievable what he did there. Like from the four actors, like the boys, I think he's the the best actor. Finn I agree. Is the most marketable. That's why he's had the most success outside of Stranger Things. But I feel like Caleb has the, has the most the most range. I agree, and then Gayen, I think he's going to be a very solid character actor. Yeah, because it's like, you know, because given the thing he has with, with, with the team thing, like, it's going to be very specific to what else he could do. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, I don't know, Noah. I think Noah, they haven't let him, yeah, they haven't let him cook too much. But I think they'll let him cook in this final season. So I like QB Halloween, and I don't even think he was good enough. Uh, you know how I feel about that movie. And hey, then, I told you not to watch it. And I and I love and I love <laughs> Millie and Sadie, so I'm I'm. Oh no, I yeah, those, both those two like that's what I said from the guys because Millie Bobby Brown is gonna be the standout act, actress. She it, has she has her own solo movie and and that should the numbers and then Sadie, 
if me and you feel that she's going to be as good as she is going to be in The Whale, she could be an Oscar nominee by next year. Yeah, she may be a double nominee with Emmy and Oscar this year. It's funny. It's funny. I'm glad you – and I know me and you have always liked Millie as an actress. It's, I, I I recently did something for some – you you guys will see it in a few weeks that uh, we had to recast a specific iconic character. And I chose oh. – yeah, and I chose Millie Bobby Brown, and I got eviscerated by everybody. I had to literally defend myself for it. I, I think I did a pretty decent job defending myself, but – the fact that people are saying that she's not a good actress, I'm like, are you serious? And and, and I brought I because like, no, don't 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 not, I mean I guarantee they probably use Godzilla the Godzilla. Yes, movie, they right? did. That's exactly Come what they on. did. Like, like, even Rebecca Hall and and Seven Scars guard that are good actors couldn't make that movie work. Like and, I'm sorry, those are paycheck roles that just get you exposure. Like she was smart to take that role. And I was and I brought up Anola Holmes because I like that movie. I don't think it's great. But I think she's she's like solid her. in it. I like her. And then I got that that movie's terrible. I'm like, you may not like the movie, but she, I don't think she's bad in it. But you know, that's besides exactly. the point. Like, I think we're I think we're at the level now where she's getting all the hate and Sadie's getting all the love. And that's kind of what I noticed in that conversation when I, I was having that that recasting thing. Um, but yeah, no, Stranger Things four. I loved it. It's probably my second favorite season after the first one. I'd probably go one, Same. four, three, two. I think that's right. Yeah, so so we have so we have the same order. As, yeah, uh, I mentioned in the, the in the group chat. Alrighty, and then now we get to movies. I'm gonna save <laughs> save our homework for last. Cause, all right, all right. So do you have it? Do you have anything you want to highlight? Oh um, yeah, I you want me to start. You gonna start? Uh, go for it. You can start. All right. Yeah, I usually just get letterbox ready for this just to. Yeah, just because I usually that like, you go first. Well, no, yeah, then I'll go first. It's fine. I'll go first. No big. Alrighty. So I saw this really, 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 really bad horror movie called The Long Night. It's on Shudder. It looked really cool. Interesting premise. The movie's a bore. I fell asleep three times. That's all I really want to say about that one. I saw the. I saw the. Is that the original? Yeah, it's a Shudder original. Yeah. This tends to be hit or miss. Um, I saw the bad guys finally. Um. It's cute. You gonna go see that shit in theaters? Nah, I I never got oh, to it. It's cute. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I had a good time with it. Nothing great, but I had a good time with it. Um, I finally showed Jenny everything ever all at once. It only took me five months or four months to get her to see it. Uh, like it? She actually liked it. She liked it. Good, good, good. Yeah, I cried again. I I literally tear up now. Not don't cry, cry, but I tear up with the whole uh, <laughs> with the whole examining when she examines her relationship with her husband. And she realizes she's actually he's actually important to her. Like that scene, that whole montage really gets me. And then when he's like, "If I had a life with you just doing laundry and taxes, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, I would have really liked that. Yeah, like, like that's perfect to me. I really hope he's a supporting actor. Uh, yeah, I we'll talk about that in a few months. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw Beavis and Butthead do the universe, which is an yeah. utter, an utter. Utter, utter delight. That movie was hilarious. I I, had a... I, li- I like that it didn't change them. I get that we're living in different times regarding what you can say. But I like that Mike Jenner said, fuck it. Like, these are the characters that I love. I'm giving you guys the same. They have not changed in the in the almost 20 years that they've been around. I agree. I had a great time with it. Uh, I like it more than the first. Uh, oh, man, they're even. I really like both of them. No, no, yeah. It's, like, it's not like, like, oh, my God. Like, I think it's like by a lot. But I feel like I, I I dug the plot of time travel and all this, and them trying to be in the time that they, and the fact that they never acknowledged that they don't know that they're in the future. Oh the yeah, you're right. All that shit with Siri was hilarious. <laughs> I was dying. Um, 
what else did I see? So I haven't done this in a while. I haven't shout out some Joe Bob movies that I saw from the last drive-in, which just got renewed for season five. Very excited about that. All right. So I saw Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, which is, is, oh, that movie's a delight. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a perfect, perfect cheese horror movie. Uh, it so the, the finale. it was the finale, right? Uh, no, this one was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, but I never brought, oh. brought it up on the podcast. Um, that one is about a aunt that has a sexual uh, attraction to her her nephew, of course. and she'll kill anybody that comes in their way. Oh, it's so good! Um, I saw the mutations. Okay. It's this one I didn't really like. Uh, I thought it was okay. Donald Ple- Donald Pleasant plays a mad scientist who crosses plants with people. Pre Halloween or after? Pre Halloween, nineteen seventy four. Okay. Uh, it's. I'm very curious to your thoughts. I think I went three out of five on that. I I thought it was okay. That's uh, not about the Yeah, yeah. It's it's it gets a little weird, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> speaking of weird, I saw the baby, which is at ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't understand that's, why. That's the HBO show, right? No, it's not. <laughs> oh no, because HBO ha- HBO Max has a show called The Baby. That's what I thought you. Oh my okay. friend. <laughs> oh my friend. I- I'm gonna read you. Don't I even look it up because I'm no, gonna, no, no, no. I am going to read you the premise of this movie. And social worker Anne Gentry is fascinated by the case of Mrs. Wadsworth and her fully grown son who has the mind of a baby. Oh, so they tackle they tackle some stuff that they shouldn't hear. Yeah, kind of. And like they keep him in a diaper and um he he, he lives in a crib. Yeah, yeah. How big is this crib? Oh, it's pretty big. I'm like, you saying he's a full adult? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a full adult. He is a full adult. Yeah, it, it's and uh, shout out. I think it's Mariana Hill who plays Fredo's wife in The Godfather Part Two. She is one of the stars in this movie. And it's oh, yeah, it's ninety three. What, what a legacy, right? It's ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not like it's not critically acclaimed. And then um, I started watching, and I have to finish, but I wanted to shout it out, Uncle Sam. This is this was on this week's episode. The corpse of a patriotic veteran comes back to life on the Fourth of July. I mean, come Delightful. on, come Delightful. on, man, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I guess I'll have to talk about this. JC and I had an assignment, and um, don't worry, my film was worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I, I I think I'm ready to say that movie that you saw is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so I saw Garfield for the first time. And I'm going to read you my letterbox review because... Well, I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm glad you're doing it on air. I gave it one star. Just wanted to say that. Awful CGI? Check. Awful Bill Murray performance? Check. As a fan of the cartoon and a fellow cat owner, this movie sets Cat's reputation back centuries. I I, I don't know, man. I, this movie is really <laughs> bad. Um, I'm going to... Re- also, I, I, I said it off the air, but... Um, yeah. When he starts singing, I'm sitting there and I'm already thinking this is bad. But um, when he starts singing a new dog state of mind, <laughs> I, I, I I literally lost my mind. And there's a scene, a, a cringe scene where Jennifer Love Hewitt. What the hell is this, the actor's name? I forgot his name. Brick and Meyer? Yeah. So they um, they're having it's kind of like their first day, but not really. 
And then he's like, I had a crush on you in high school. And she's like, no, she's like, I had a crush on you in high school. You were cute. And he's like, well, I had a crush on you in high school. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, was, Number two. Wait. Number two. Why the fuck is he going to the goddamn uh, vet so much and no one says anything? I know he's he's there to see her, but come on, man. Um, yeah, this movie's this movie's awful. I can't I I can't even support it for Jennifer Love Hewitt because she's pretty bad in it as well. There's there's and it's crazy because I think Clifford the Red Big Dog, the Big Red Dog, is a perfect example of you can do this like at least acceptable way for adults and not just kids. And yeah, this is pretty bad. I actually do hope they try this again, but not you know not like this. Remember, we are getting it with the guy that with a white actor that all of a sudden is playing Maddie Tavern with Mr. Chris Pratt. You forgot? Oh, he's we're doing we're getting another Garfield. With it? I this is how yeah, I'm a- so anime, out of it. Animated, animated. Oh no! Oh. And you know you, you want to guess who's playing his dad? I don't know who. I've... I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. He is probably the actor that has said "mother effort" the most in cinema oh, history. Really? Samuel yep, Jackson is going to be yep. in that. That's yeah. He's yeah. playing Garfield's dad. That sounds like something that's going to be really bad. Never mind. I hope they don't do this again. Well, I mean, I mean, it's animated, so I'm kind of I'm okay with this. It's similar to the Super Mario movie. I don't think Chris Pratt was a good choice, but I'm glad that they're not trying live action no more. Mind you, I'm a person that likes the live action movie. Yeah, I was about not, to say, not, my friend, speak for yourself. No, no, it's not because I think it's a good movie. I just enjoy it. But I always feel like Super Mario, unless you're, because it's like hard to do like mushroom. Oh no, 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 no! I'm agreeing with you. Like I would oh. prefer a live action because I love the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> no, same here, but it's like I feel it's good that they're doing animated and something like. Like, can you imagine Chris Pratt in live action with a mustache like that? No, nah. not so well. Not at all. But uh, all right, buddy, what do you got? I'm gonna keep it short since I have seen Elvis as we just watched a lot of like um, music biopics. I said, and I was love got to do with it. Shredder Compton, you know, like oh well. What movies. did you think of Elvis? Because we really didn't talk about it. Um, <laughs> I loved Austin Butler's performance. I think he's definitely he's the it's the best performance we've seen all, all this year so far. Oh, I agree. And, and I'm like, I feel like the fact that this is probably will make more money than both. I mean, that Rocket Man. Yeah, and apparently. Ta- ta- I, I wanted to comment on that. I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot. It's uh, tracking well this week. It looks like it, it's, it has a, in terms of the three, because like a lot of people are doing the Rocket Man, Bohemian, and, and uh, Elvis comparison, including myself. Uh, box office wise, it's on a better, uh, steady pace than even Bohemian Rhapsody right now. I mean, I don't think it's gonna make nine hundred million. Fuck no, five hundred, four hundred, five hundred, fifty-five. Uh, I, that would be a failure because Rocket Man made two fifty. Really? Yeah. I think it's one movie made like like one ninety or two twenty. Uh, Oops. I believe it's two fifty, but I'll double check while you're talking. Okay, so yeah, then probably three hundred. Then, but yeah, like, and then you know, like I'm like you, I'm not big on boxer style, but the like his wife is the MVP of his movies because the costume and production design are incredible. Like when he when he had when they had to edit all that stuff to like like just change so all the all the costume changes to like kind of blend in all the performances. There's like how we spoke. Like, I mean, granted the costumes aren't as inventive as Cruella, but it is like that. Those scenes are, are were great to highlight how good the costume department did in this movie. Agreed. I think he's. I think. I mean, 
we said this last year with Cruella. I'd be, I think the only competition for her to maybe win the Oscar will probably be uh, Babylon. Yeah, with the period, yeah, with the period, period piece. And also, I, I, it hurt me to say, but Tom Hanks' performance was horrendous. So, I, all right, this is where I, I was curious about because I read some of your review. I don't, I don't think he was awful. I think, oh. he, I think he fit. I think. It's not a Tom Hanks worthy performance, but like I said last week, the difference between him and Jared Leto is I feel like Jared Leto's performance does not fit into a really Scott movie, while this performance fits in perfectly to the over the top. Oh, no, yeah, it fits good with him, but it just, I just like Jenny kept laughing because every time he was on screen or like just like anytime he had a big monologue, like she saw my face, I would just like I would put my head down like like an embarrassed. Like have you, but have you ever heard him talk like the real person? No, no, I'm pretty sure like it's accurate. Like I said, like in my review, like I'm pretty sure the choice was done accurately and it's supposed to be the villain stuff, but it's just like I just didn't feel like he was like right for the part. Like I know that he probably didn't want to play it or even was offered it because he's done the same role in Shredder Compton and Love and Mercy, but I really thought Padre Amati would have played that role better because he looks the part better with that. Yeah, I mean, but the, the I, fast suit. I think they did it. For the fact that Austin Butler isn't a superstar, well, he is now, no, but no, he yeah, wasn't. No, don't get me wrong; it's a, it's a good money choice. That is, it is. I just, I don't know. I ain't like it. And I love Tom Hanks. Like as we're gonna talk today, but oh man, I was not feeling that. To me, might be one of the worst performances on an Oscar winner in, a, in an actual good movie. And keyword is good movie because there's been a lot of Oscar winners have given horrible movie performances in bad movies. Yeah, I think this is a good movie. I. I understand why people will not give it good reviews, and I shocked that I I thought I was going to be in the majority on Rotten yeah, Tomato I, critics. Yeah, I like sixty five to like maybe seventy at most. Yeah, the fact that this is certified as seventy nine is shocking to me. I literally <laughs> thought I was going to be one of the minority, like on the Rotten Tomato side, that gave it a good review. But the fact that I'm <laughs> amongst many, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. Um, all right, what else you got? Um, I saw the Menudo Dog, which was really good. Like, I knew just the basics about them. Like, they were like the biggest Latin boy band, but like, it really dived in. It was four. It's like four parts. Like, all the episodes are less than fifty minutes, so it's like a good watch if anybody's interested. But it really dives into how they were abused by their managers and how they were like, as we even saw, which was a good thing I saw that this week was like the same way, like, like Colonel Parker, like kind of screwed Elvis, like making him perform and not giving him that much money. That's pretty much what happened to the Menudo kids, where they were like performing pretty much all year long and weren't getting no, no, no merchandise, no nothing. So, like in a way, in a strange way, it made like a good double bill for me to see both of them the same week. Um, then I want to have before my homework assignment, I want to highlight that I saw um, work one of my favorite rom coms of all time, Working Girl, with because Jenny had never seen it, my fiance. And she loved it. Like, yeah, Working Girl so, is awesome. Like, she was so invested. Like, she hated Sigourney Weaver's character, which just shows how good she did the part. Should have won the Oscar. Oh, for sure. Like, even though that's like that's how you do a supporting performance. Like, the movie's two hours long. It's like about 20, 25 minutes. But she pretty much steals every scene she's in. And lastly... <laughs> <laughs> David had me watch a freaking <laughs> uh, Serbian film, which for any 
person that anybody that listening that knows like that really is a cinephile and follows like controversial movies, you know what the fuck this movie is. And I, me and Dave, can stomach a lot of shit. No, like, this is tough. Avoid, this is. I tough. avoided this movie simply because I just thought it was done in poor taste. Like me and Dave, like um, Hannibal, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. But it actually has a good story. Like I see a serving from the same as Human Centipede, where it was just done for shock value. Yeah, like it's funny. It's funny for Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, I I can't. I will never condone them killing real animals in the movie. Yeah, so. I think that's absolute class, like classless. I mean, there's a actually, but out you know, there's actually a narrative to this to that movie exactly. outside. So there is no need for them to do that. But this movie. Go out. I, I I've never talked about it on here, so you can we can I can chime in with okay, how so disgusted I am. For anybody that doesn't know what it is, is basically a struggling porn actor has a former castmate give offer him a a part in an ARPM, quote unquote, like Doctor Evil uses, but she doesn't give him the gist of it. So basically, what the film is is it deals with necrophilia and pedophilia. And it's basically they make him do these most the most repulsive things I've ever seen on film. And like I said, I could stomach a lot of stuff, but this is just done. It's tasteless. There's no reason for it. The director has never made another movie, and the only thing I saw that he has followed up is called a Serving Documentary to talk about this movie. That shows that he has no time. He knew that doing a controversial movie like this couldn't have somebody people talk about his movie for the rest of his career and he doesn't have to do anything else like i'm pretty nobody has to see this movie so i don't care about going oh yeah spoilers. this is this no one should see this movie there's a scene where uh they're literally filming a porn scene well it's like a porn movie, whatever the case is and a woman gives birth to a newborn baby and the baby the graphic thank god they didn't show it but the newborn baby gets raped, and the director of the movie says, "This is the new thing. It's newborn porn." Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. And then we get to the big thing at the end. Oh well, this, you can't. Even, you gotta go to the the thing in the middle when, where they they inject homeboy with like some super virus. Oh yeah, then he kills. Yeah. Yeah, homeboy is doggy doggy style and beating up a chick, and then machetes the shit out of her head off. And continues to fuck her. Yeah, it's funny. Not well. It's not funny because the uh, the person that funny, uh, no, not that specific scene. But what <laughs> I was my story was like it's funny that I thought I messaged my my boy who had who was the one that you know pretty much like because I said oh nothing beats I forgot what movie it was but I was like oh nothing beats how gross movie A is and they're like oh you haven't seen a Serbian film and I'm like oh, I've, I've seen a lot of horror movie I I, I can deal with grossness and they're like no trust me so whatever so i ended up seeing it and um when we get to that scene with where he like rapes her and then kills her or chops her head off or some bullshit like that yeah it was like, i was like i texted him and i was like is this it oh no i said i think i got to the scene and then i they're like oh what happened in the scene i said what happened and he's like oh no that's not it and i'm like oh okay you could you could leave this one for the for the twist of the movie. I think it's one of the most tasteless thing. It not even one. I think it is the most tasteless thing oh, for sure. I've ever seen on a, in, a, in in movies. I you know, it's I don't even I, I don't even want to repeat it. That's how like it's it's, it's, not, it's not. Wikipedia it if you want to know. I don't even want to repeat it on here. I just think it's absolutely well, I, disgraceful. I, that, when that was happening, 
give you know how the scenario was happens. I kinda knew that it was gonna be somebody connected to him. Yeah. I'm like I'm like the fact that they're not showing it to us, I'm like it was too obvious. But I just thought it was gonna be the other one, not not who who it was. Yep. I was I like, agree. wow. Yeah, I, I agree. So I mean, do not watch this movie. But you know, we we if you decided... want to if you want to read the Wikipedia entry, that's that's more fun than the movie. Yeah, and saves you a lot of the images. Well, but I now have to ask because I warned we you told me who you were gonna watch it with, and I told you not to do oh, that. No, no, no. She 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 wasn't with it. She she thought she knew the controversy about about it. But when I told her it tackled necrophilia and pedophilia, she was like, "Yeah, no." So she she didn't watch it. No, because she has seen some images, and you know, she was like, like I said, she could, she like us, she loves, she loves horror more than me and you probably like, and the sense that she watch, well, not maybe not you, but like she watches even sea level horror. Oh, of course, because sea level horror is the best. But she even she said a shut up, like you know, like she's like how me and you feel, like we could we could understand like something being graphic, but have meaning to the story. Don't just be like mm-hmm. centipede in this, where it's just like. Yeah, we're just gonna do it for shock. Like, uh, I'm okay with shock value, but have you know, like have stuff, have the actual movie be good. But this movie is hot, tasteless shock value, and then the story is just boring, bro. Like, like the first like 30 minutes were boring as fuck. When nothing, like I was, I was watching this. I'm like, I know it probably gets more graphic, but I'm like, why is this movie so controversial? Like, this shit is boring, and nothing happens. I thought the same thing, but, and then obviously then the we last, get there. Like, once you get to like. Cause it's about an hour, like thirty-five minutes. But once you get to like forty minutes in, it's so, a rappy scrappy. Been, yeah, it's just like okay. But yeah, the fact for that sure. He, that he hasn't done anything since then is not shocking to me. I'm like, bro, like you did this shit just so you could, so people could always remember your name for one thing. Because you have no talent, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't say, couldn't say it more. Couldn't say it any better. I'm uh, surprised that I'm surprised the act, some of the actors have worked since. I'm like, I wouldn't want to work with anybody that even wanted to get associated with this movie. I concur. Uh, before we get into a league of their own, I kind of just want to run through it to see if I'm missing anything on your end. Uh, since the first half of the year is over, I kind of wanted to throw out my top 10 most anticipated films the rest of the year. So okay. now that the whale is confirmed for 2022 after a couple of days of like, are, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Uh, A24 confirmed it is going to happen. So that's my number 10. I am, uh, as a big fan of Halloween, I, I don't, I know this may be a terrible movie, but I, I just want to know how it ends. So I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still holding out hope that, you know. And so they rebooted again after what you told me. Oh, yeah, man. That Blumhouse loses it and it's going back to Malik, Malik Akkad. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so stupid, so bro. stupid. Like- um, I kind of hope this movie doesn't do well at the box office, so we don't get any more of these. Unless we're bro, getting, it's still gonna, it's still gonna happen. They they they, they re- just rebooted after crappy ass resurrection. That's well, true. You know, regardless of what we were saying, you know we're gonna watch because it's oh, yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. franchise. Of course, we will probably be the day one. Like I'm just hoping this is just they just start doing sequels of Halloween three and we go from there, and then we get Tom Max. Yeah, like back give and... me something, give me something different. Like don't just give me another origin story or. Like yeah, it's just like or or don't give me Michael Myers asylum years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> number eight is Bullet Train. I'm very excited just for an original action movie. Uh, number seven, Don't Worry, Darling. Number six, just out of goddamn curiosity, because it's been three, four years since we've been waiting for this blonde. Um, <laughs> I just want to see that fucking tampon scene. Yeah, or whatever yeah. it was that he she gets. I I bet you. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. no. The reason this movie is NC-17, which is worse than rated R, 
is the fact that there's supposedly a scene where Anna de Armas is Marilyn Monroe gets in out with her period. Uh, well, I, I guarantee, I, I, I'm not going to say I guarantee, I feel confident they're going to edit that scene out. I can't imagine. It, it goes along. Well, I mean, the fact that they got NC-17, I feel like they stuck it in there. I just thought it was just going to be for nudity and sexuality. Like, there's going to be yeah, a lot of sex in it. That would be rated R. Like, because if, if that's the only reason, I feel like they would have changed, they would have cut it up a bit just to make it rated R. But the fact that they got NC-17, I'm like, he probably kept that shit. They're also hiding her accent because you can tell even in that <laughs> one line that she still has her accent in it. But she looks really yeah, good. Like she, you're Cuban, so you know how. Like, I peeped it right away. <laughs> I peeped it right away. Um, so like that accent is hard to like. It's hard like for you to like distinguish it out for English, especially with Madame Monroe, that she has such a distinctive voice. I I agree, but I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm same, same, I'm same. pretty much batting a fifty percent with uh, uh, with with this guy because I love Jesse oh, James, I, 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 Andrew, Andrew Dominic. Dominic. Yeah, like I love. No, will that break the tie? Like in a good way or a bad way? No, 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 no. Chopper is probably his most accessible movie because it's just a prison movie, and you know it's like our jam right there. So you know it's like it's like Eric Bana plays like one of the most notorious Australian. I think it's gangsters or killers. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's. I feel like you'll definitely like it more than Killing Them Softly. Yeah, because I love. I mean, I think. Jesse James. I think Jesse James is one of the best movies of the 21st century. I think it's, and it's the best looking western. Yep, it's top. That shit is gorgeous. Like I'm dying for this to come out on Criterion. Like, what are they waiting for? It's it's probably what Deacons. I mean, we look at Deacons. How many Oscars you should have won? I mean, what beat him that year? Uh, No Country for Old Men. Nah, I think this looks better. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Um, no, because he he did No Country for Old Men. I'm stupid. Um, it was um the There Will Be Blood. Which is another gorgeous oh, looking movie, but oh but no. <laughs> oh no, it was a, it was a good battle. Remember, Deacons was double nominee because he got nominated for No Country. But if he had won that year, I would have liked to have for a time for Jesse James. But if he had won that year, probably would have been for No Country because that which is movie which is the man movie what a, of the year. What a best picture lineup that would have been if it was Jesse James or Will Be Blood and No Country in the top three spot. Like that, what a lineup that would have been. Can't forget uh, Juno. Oh yeah, Juno got nominated too, and Michael Michael Clayton. Uh, Michael Clayton's fine. I like Michael Clayton. I don't love it though. Yeah, no, I don't love it, but but the performances are incredible in that movie. Yeah, I concur. Um, but yeah, that movie is fantastic. So yeah, and killing killing them softly is. I saw it the second time. I I, I like it. I like it. I liked it more than second time. But I understand why people don't like it. I completely get that, but it just works for me. Man, I feel like I'm watching a podcast (laughs) rather than watching a movie. There's so much talking and not any action at all and listen i'm perfectly fine with a nice cerebrally paced film i mean jesse james jesse james is very very slow slow, but i love it no i guess the people and i understand that because the image everybody gets from that movie the posters and the first image that was even released was bradford with a shotgun Mm -hmm. so you know you're they're expecting a crime film that's gonna have a lot of action so like i that's what i get why people like that because you know the way the traders made it seem it was gonna be like you know, like one of those like like a Tarantino style, you know, like from like a lot of like bloody violence. So I get the reason like that. nobody nobody really went in there to talk about. I think I mean I haven't seen it in a while, but it was like it had like like Obama's election or something like that, right? Yeah, I guess very political. Yeah, so like I guess that probably turned people off. You know, some people don't like politics with their like crime thrillers. Yeah, that could be it. But yeah, uh, yeah, looking forward to 
to blonde and then to finishing up we probably have similar and different orders here yeah uh, the same top four but just different orders i have nope at five which i see it i think in two weeks Love uh, i have knives <laughs> out glass onion which it's uh i love i i love that That's tip. So i am so though. annoyed and i haven't talked to you about this uh, i'm not doing tiff press this year you're not because it's it's not allowing for a digital component this year. I would actually have to go to Toronto, and with the baby coming, I really I need to pick and choose what I'm going to do with money. So I can't really yeah. I can't really say you know what I'm going to spend like three four hundred dollars on a plane ticket to Toronto and then you know stay over there and stuff like that. So I won't be seeing yeah, Knives Out at TIFF. Um, you know I'll be covering New York Film Festival and all that stuff, but okay, yeah, Wait, we we have a lot of stuff this is already. Yeah, but yeah, looking forward to that. Then the top three is probably like what everyone's top three should be. My number three is The Fablemans. My number two is Kill- Killers of the Flower Moon, and number one is Babylon. Which um, that one thing? What did I miss? The killer. The killer. It doesn't have a release date yet. That's why I don't have it down here. Oh. I thought I thought for some reason I thought they had said that it would come out late. Like, they finish, they finish. It's done, but there's no release date. If not, or, if not, sure, you yeah. Know how it goes. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Let me not put it okay, in my that's top a, that's ten. Understandable. If that's if understandable. not, it'd probably be my top, my number four. After and then uh, move glass onion down one, and then you know everything else. All yeah. Around. So, but yeah. Uh, and what? Anything else that I missed that you that you're piped for? No, we're like we pretty much have the same stuff. Like we pretty much have the same, especially the top three. Because if, if 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 um if the killer's not confirmed, then yeah, the Fablemans. Because like I said, I love me. You love when it comes to movies about like filmmaking. So I'm I'm excited to see like Spielberg tackle like what how his love for cinema cinema came to be. Mm-hmm. And then Claire's a flower moon come on me. Scorsese is my favorite director, so I'm all in it. Then you have my two favorite actors working with him. And then as in terms of Babylon, like you said, similar to Fableman, we love movies about filmmaking Hollywood and Babylon is just gonna scratch every itch that we have for for that for our love for that type of film. Can I make a guarantee right now? This is gonna be Give it to uh, me, brother. This is gonna be film Twitter's movie that they're gonna hate. You know why? Because it's everything ever all at once is biggest competition at the Oscars, I think. <laughs> And you know what that you know what that happens when the, when film Love Twitter when when film Twitter doesn't like a movie you know if a movie's competing with a movie they love we gotta hate everything because you know you can't love all all different types of movies if you know God exactly. forbid listen I don't I would hey, you know, love you know, this course would be if, if Babylon was best picture oh they're only doing it to make up for for La La Land well listen I mean it will be they a owe him for, they people, owe him. But no, but people people would try to say like it's not a good movie that and it only won it because of that, which I oh. would not like if it's if it's if it's if it's actually great like me and you expect. I wouldn't want that to be the narrative, you know. I concur. I think Babylon so, is going to be great. Everything that like, I read from the test screenings, I can't imagine. I don't love this. Like a perfect example is The Departed. I love The Departed. It's my, I think I think it's in your top five, Marty, as well. It I'm is. Yes, it is. People. It's now I've, I've seen a lot of people over the years try to say that it wasn't. Just, I mean, granted, we all know that that he should have won many times before, so it is a makeup Oscar in a way, but it's also a very deserving one. I'm sorry, I love Little Miss Sunshine, but that's just not a better director. Nah, than chill, chill. I like Batman and a bunch of the other. Not in three. It was a very well directed, but it's not better director than Departed. 
So yeah, the I'm with you. That people have late the last like ten years, like oh, he only won it because I'm like, yeah, he won it because he should have won a bunch of time, but he it also was the best directed movie of 2006. Yes, I agree. I I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's, so that's like the only thing I'm scared with Babylon. I like, I know I feel I feel it in my bone, given the fact it's that coming. It's, been, it's coming. Like, like it's gonna be really good, but I don't want it to be. The, 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 I don't want people to be like, oh, it, it only it only won because. So like no, nah, I want to prove it. It won because it's an actual great movie. Can you imagine the discourse if, if because I I I feel it in my bones. It may be between Michelle Yeoh and Margot Robbie. If Margot Robbie wins the Oscar, can you imagine the discourse? Oh man! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 it's funny. Like we're part of the community, but we can't stand that discourse in that community sometimes of it, course it's it's just i to me no i mean i don't care i i'll say how it is i really don't give a shit it's pathetic oh, me either. it's you absolutely me pathetic my mom either. yeah me either like, these people are fucking pathetic and they need to get a life because it's just really hilarious to me like i love everything every all at once my number Same. two but i well, number it, one for me it's not going to shock me if Babylon is probably my number two of the year. I mean, it's. I think I still think it's the only thing that could top Batman as my number one of the year because you know how much I love Chazelle. So yeah, uh, no, same, same here. I, 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 I mean, given how the rest of the year is going on, like the if if it does drop because of the Flower Moon, like because you know with Scorsese, you just never really know. Even if they, even though they confirm, you never know what his editing he might ask to push. So if it does come out, I feel like my top five will be a variation of. Everything I work all at once. The Batman, Babylon, um, Top Gun, Top Gun, and Exodus of the Flower Moon. I feel like my top five is gonna be yeah. Somewhere I'm way kind of on five. the same boat. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat with you. Nope, might be the only one that could like surprise because I just I love. Can I be honest with you? Uh, I'm a little nervous. Talking. I'm a little nervous. You, you, you feel you feel he won. I don't like the I don't I didn't like the second trailer at all. Oh, and when they actually got into the me and potatoes yeah, of it, I didn't like fly. it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like I, I was intrigued by the first trailer, but now that I know they're gonna try to like prove that human UFOs are alive and all that, that's just I'm like, Ugh. I, I'm hoping because I love Jordan and he's very smart. Same. He's such a good writer that I know I feel it in my bones that while I'm nervous, that there's more to it that we don't know yet because he doesn't. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because like the thing is that with Get Out and us, his trailer is just so too fucking much. Like, remember with Get Out, they showed the fight with Caleb and and this stuff, so you know that that he when he smashed he smashed the 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 ball into Caleb's head. And us, I predicted it like six months before it dropped. Well, no, no, my bad, not six months, like four months before it dropped. When the first show dropped, I think it was like December, or when the movie came out in March, that that. Red, there was a that red wasn't really red because they showed they showed. Remember in the trailer they showed when the little one choked. Yeah, which yeah. And we never get that in the movie until after the reveal, and that that always stuck with me. When I was watching the movie, I'm like, they haven't they didn't show when she choked her. I'm like, guarantee you that that, that the one that we think is the is the good red is the bad one. Yeah, and that's what it was. And listen, and I know I love us. I love both of them. No, I love both of his movies. So I'm not one of those that I think. I think he's two for two easily, but it's yeah. I'm a little Same. nervous, but uh, but yeah, we've talked for an hour. We haven't gotten into what we're here for, so let's talk about <laughs> it. Uh, let's talk about a league of their own celebrating his 30th anniversary. Um, that makes me feel old. Yeah, right. It's funny because Jenny, Jenny and I's 
first Halloween was like a week after our first date, and she was actually a Rockford Peach. Um, oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She threw that costume out. Upsets me very much. Why? She, she's like, I, I don't want this in my memory box. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. All jokes aside, I, I think she donated it. So, um, but no, yeah, League of Their Own. I love this movie. It's probably the best baseball movie I've ever seen. Uh, like we mentioned off before where we started, The Sandlot is my favorite baseball movie of all time, but A League of Their Own, I think, is the best baseball movie ever made. Um, I actually don't have memories about the first time I watched it. I, I kind of just always feel like I've seen it. What about you, Dan? Same, same I can't I can't pinpoint. Like, I could do that with so many movies, like like when I was like this, sorry, just real quick. It was like when I was watching Working Girl with Jenna. So the first time I watched that was back when Netflix used to do the three DVDs in the mail stuff. That's how I discovered a lot of movies. So it's like a lot of movies I could remember the first time I watched them, but they get their own. I just feel like it's always been part of my life. Like I feel it's, it was it was a TBS and TNT special. So like I feel like I've just always seen it. Like it's always, it's always just been part of. I'm I'm as old as this movie is, thirty years old. So, like, I just feel like it's always been part of my life. So, I can't remember the first time I watched it, but I know I was definitely probably five or six years old, probably. Yeah, no, I'm, I unfortunately am with you because I feel really old now. Um, you, were actually born when, you were actually born in Katog when it came out. I was six. So, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. You was in school. I, I was in first grade, man. God damn it, I feel old. Um, but no, uh, not much. Ironically, I did a lot of research on this, and there's not much. Like, I was surprised how little, like, that behind the scenes information. I do have, like, in my fun facts section, I have some interesting stuff, but the production of it is very, um, very straightforward. Penny Marshall was inspired to make the film after viewing a 19 documentary. Yeah, a documentary about the AAGPBL titled The League of Their Own on television. She never heard of the league before, contacted the, and contacted the film's creator, Kelly Candelel and Kim Wilson to collaborate as, with the uh, screenwriters. Uh, Babalu Mandel and, Lo, and Lowell Gans on producing Chris the screenplay. Boys. Wait, what? Chris Ryan's boys, like he loved them. Sim, Bill Simmons always tries to say because, like, they, I think they wrote City Slickers. I believe they wrote Parenthood. I don't like, like were, Parenthood. Oh, I love Parenthood. That's that's one of my favorite Ron Howard movies. And my I favorite Steve Martin movies. Do love. City Slickers. Oh, I know you watched it after we became friends. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. City Slickers 2 has the same problem in this movie. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, Fox eventually passed on the script and Marshall signed with Sony Pictures who were eager to produce the film. And that's pretty much all I have in the production. Nothing, nothing troubled or anything along those lines. In, no, terms, in terms of... Uh, Budget and box office, the movie's released on July 1st, 1992, with a budget of $40 million and a box office of $132.4 million. So let me say something. Does this movie make $132 million in 2022? No. Nah. Yeah, that's what I think so, too. I would have I would I would have clocked it at... Probably wouldn't even have gone straight to... It would have gone straight to Netflix, probably. Mm-hmm. Or something, or Apple TV. Actually, good, very good point. You know what this reminds me of? If Hustle... Like twenty years ago, Hustle's exactly. really, Hustle was in theaters twenty years ago, thirty years. Ago. The twenty in nineteen ninety four was early. That's the era up there. Yeah, but <laughs> well, Hustle's JC, better, bro, it's oh JC, movie, bro, it's oh JC, movie. oh JC, <laughs> it's literally the same movie. 
I haven't seen that movie in so long. I feel like I need to rewatch. Like you know, what's it, funny? They need it, a. It's, it's on a streamer, so I'll let you know which one. They need a Blu-ray release of all these mid '90s trash sports movies. Like, give <laughs> me that dirty mouth. Let me tell you, there's one trash sports movie that I defend to the death. And... What Eddie? Yeah, let's go. I love Eddie. Oh, well, I, I, I just, I just, I just the thought of the, the crappiest. It's so great. Wow, I love it. I love it. I've never, I've never seen it. Um, you, oh, you never I've seen never... it? Oh, you need to see it. It's Come on, so what is that chimpanzee? Oh, it's so ridiculous. Like the premise, like the, oh, main... the first baseman. Wait, what? Wait, is it is the first baseman right? That he is, or is, or is Matt LeBlanc the first baseman? Wait, what are you talking about, Eddie? No, Eddie, oh, the Eddie, the Whoopi Goldberg bad. movie. Mom, don't think, uh, oh no, it's called Ed. I think the baseball movie. Ed, is, yeah, Ed is the the, <laughs> the, mon- the monkey movie. Oh no, yeah, Eddie, I love Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's great. Love Eddie. Um, I was about to say, I'm like the the main antagonist wants to move. Wasn't it Christopher Lee? It was Christopher Lee. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, a, I understand why you made the mistake. They both played Dracula. It was it was Frank Langella. Frank Langella, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frank Langella wants <laughs> wants to move the uh the Knicks out the of Knicks. uh. To like Texas or some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. he's really has the whole cowboy hat. Oh, so yeah, great! Yeah, Malik, Malik Sealy, John C. It, it, oh man! Oh, I love so, it. A great love cast. It. Yeah, you. So we need like a, a Blu-ray docu uh, set, which is yeah, that. That shit. That shit. Can't even find it in 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 in, in streaming or anything. or nothing. And and it's only available on DVD. It's not even available on Blu-ray. I would. Oh, I, I would I, definitely I, I, own I, I, it. And we, and we know how you feel about DVDs. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Like Kate, it's like it's like the it's like the Stone Age. Um, <laughs> I feel like you just gotta suck it up, and at least for certain movies that just are, might uh, never get Blu-ray, just buy. Just I'm not gonna up, do that. I'm not gonna do that. There's no way I'm doing that. Um, I just will <laughs> never see it again. I guess. Um, but it'll be on streaming somewhere. I can't imagine it won't. It's Whoopi Goldberg. Like it's not like she's not a nobody. You know, she's an Oscar exactly. winner, and I'm pretty sure the movie made decent money. It wasn't like it lost money. Actually, you got but me curious now. Yeah, should double check it because I'm like, I'm like, the shit should have made at least like twenty, twenty five million. Oh my god! It only the that but bro, the budget for that movie was thirty million dollars. <laughs> at least fifteen of that was Whoopi. It has to have been. Uh, the box office was thirty one, so it probably lost money. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty. Especially insane. the way the movies were good, actually. They, they were good. Yeah, that's crazy. I would expect it to be made like a. I mean, granted, the budget had been reasonable. It would have been a, a little success, but 30 minutes for that movie, that's too much. Yeah. But in terms of uh, the trophy room, usually we look at any of the awards that it may have. Obviously, unfortunately, Illegal Alone did not get any awards love. All I have that I found was, was it was ranked that there's no crying in baseball was ranked 54th on an AFI's 2005 AFI 100 Years 100 movie quotes. Are you shocked? That this Not thing. at all. Oh, no, oh, the, in terms of nominations? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like definitely, I mean, I know you like the movie, but this was more the same best picture than Center of a Woman. Um, I'm getting the Oscar noms for that year. Give me one second. Because I know it's Unforgiven. Hold uh, on. Probably one of those Merchant and Ivory. I got movies. you. I got you. Okay. All right. So Unforgiven wins best picture. No problem there. Um, I'm not taking out a few good men. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I I'm not taking out the crying game. I'm not taking out sensible woman. The crying game you're taking out. Yeah, you can take out the crying game or Howard's end. I'm mm-hmm. good. Howard's end you can take out. Yeah, I'm perfectly you, fine. You, you putting... can take out actually crying game because Malcolm X wasn't even nominated. 
Yeah, like if we have a lineup with Unforgiven, A Few Good Men, Sense of a Woman, Malcolm X, and, and their, own. their Own, that's a sick fucking lineup. Because you may not like Sense of a Woman, but it's not a bad movie, I think. No, no, no. Little hoo Listen, man, Pacino deserves his Oscar. I, no, I, didn't. no, he didn't. I, you, you me, have, you've admitted it to me. No, no, no. what I've admitted, what I've admitted is I think Malcolm, I think Denzel is better than Malcolm X. I will exactly. admit that. But exactly. if you're going to tell me that Pacino won for a bad performance, I won't say that because I don't think. Yeah, but, but, but that's, that performance is not even top 10 of his career. I think, I think I could make a case for that. Well, yeah, you could make that's a discussion. We could, we could have, a, we could make a whole pot about uh, just off the top, you know, without even getting into it. Off the top of my head, I'd go Godfather two, Godfather one, Dog Day after, and this is in no order. Dog Day afternoon, Heat, Scarface, Carlito's, uh, Way. Carlito's Way, The Insider, Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, Sense of a Woman's in there. I think Sense nah, of a Woman's And in. Justice for All is better than and this. Serpico is better than this. Uh, Yeah, okay. So Serp- You might not like the movie, but Serpico. No, you know no, that no. he was really but good it, at Serpico. No, Serpico and Justice for All. Yeah, he's still in the top ten. I think it's still in the top ten. Well, we could. I mean, they he, take Tracy. Nah, I think he's better in this. Big, I don't know. Big boy Caprice, baby. Yeah. All day. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have to have a podcast about this because this is a good conversation. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, and I think it'll be we'll, good. We'll get some great action work from you. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I got. I would have to practice a lot for that. But, yeah, that, that's a good That's a good idea for a future pod. But, uh, yeah. And any kind of series work, too. We definitely, the set of women definitely not makes sense. I'll, I'll put Angels in America over that performance, too. Man, I think you're you're kicking it out with Angels of America because <laughs> yeah. he's incredible. Like, Angels he's of good, America, but it's not even a top ten. That's that's a, like obviously in '92 would have been happy because we all know that he should have won. He was by then he should have probably had like two, three Oscars. Uh, yeah, he my won for so, the first two. Wow. So I think yeah, I think he should have won for first two Godfathers and Dog Day. Well, damn, I can I don't know if I could take it away from from Jack and, and Cuckoo's Nest. That's, that's so I was talking to a uh, one of my co- well. One of my co-hosts on Chop Talk and contributor here on Real Chronicles, Jack, and we were talking about that, like, because I, I think I've gone on record many, many years ago that I don't think I don't really like Cuckoo's Nest. I appreciate Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, we never talked about Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I, it's not a movie that I really can vibe with. Like, it's 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 good. Like, I mean, in terms of like, it's really well made. I just it I. No, it's one of those where you appreciate the performance more than yeah. That, like, I don't think I would have been perfectly fine with I th- I think Pacino's better in Dog Day Afternoon than Jackie's and Cuckoo's Nest. Well, I mean, I would have been perfectly fine since Nicholson ended up winning two more Oscars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh but yeah, that the good conversation for future reference. Um all right, let's get to where we have a good time here. Enough facts. Enough let's get to the um let's get to what's age the best and what's age the worst. <laughs> all right. I tried, but this one did not have as many comical uh I usually like bringing out some funny things that have aged the best and aged the worst, but this one's actually, I do have more real things here uh, than just funny things. Um, I, there's one funny thing you better include because I have a concert point for it. All right. Um, I hope I bring it up. If not, definitely shut me up and then tell me what okay. I missed. So <laughs> I have uh, female-directed films. I think this is one of the best female-directed films of all time. She uh, had three in a row. Awakenings, this, and what else? I'm big. How do you forget Big? Oh, That's my God. I'm big. <laughs> I forgot about Big. That was going to be three straight for her. Well, she should have She should have gotten an Oscar nomination. 
action. Well, the fact is, we got never got that for for best director for none, none of the three of them is ridiculous, especially with Awakening since they've gotten up the best picture now. I'll say this: um, so we've had Nomadland, we've had The Power of the Dog, and we've had The Hurt Locker. I think these three Penny Marshall films are better than those three. Uh, um, definitely better than the last two. The Hurt Locker is such a well-directed movie. But I would rather rewatch all three of those movies before those, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll somewhat agree with you for sure. Um, all right, great. So Rockford Peach uniforms, and I'll get to that in Peaks and Valley. Why I have this in Age of the Best? Oh, the Halloween costumes. Yeah, the tr- stop, stop stealing, stop trying to blow your load, man. You got to build up, got to build it up, Sorry, man. I'm, foreplay, I'm, 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 foreplay. I'm like, I'm like the guy in a Serbian film. Yeah, man, you're like trying to like blow your load right away, man. <laughs> let's, let's 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 have some foreplay before we get there. Um, <laughs> all right. We got the tryout scene. I think that tryout scene is awesome. Uh, the locker, the locker room banter. I do like that they actually feel like a real clubhouse. Uh, I really, really like this time the bar sequence with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. When I do like, and I, I hate Rosie O'Donnell. Period. But I think she's actually really good in this movie. Um, yeah, I think I think this is like the only performance I should like her because the Flintstones. I like it, but not because of her. Man, I hated her. <laughs> the Flintstones. <laughs> oh my god um there's no crying baseball obviously that's an iconic age the best uh i really love the hall of fame finale like when they bring back everyone oh, bro as that, I, I i don't care how i made it up as soon as that sequence starts when they go when they go back to thing i fucking cry yeah i don't like, blame when, you. when they bring when they bring my dude from teen wolf and peewee's big adventure and he talks about yes! peewee's big adventure let's go <laughs> Yo, as soon as he says that mom died, that mom died, bro, the waterworks come out. I don't give a damn. I will not deny that I freaking cry in the last like ten minutes of of, of a movie their own. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out. Um, this this I put my notes were, I was shocked how much the woman that plays elderly Gina Davis looks oh. like Gina Davis. Oh. I I was like, oh, that's. that's great I'm like that's fantastic makeup, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh shit, nope. that's not her. Uh, it's Lynn Cartwright. Uh, she's a, she was in, she's the one that played the older one. She was she did a lot of movies in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Uh, nothing I've seen, unfortunately. Uh, the only only credit to fame that I may that I know of her is unfortunately she was a fashion show host in the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Um, yeah, you don't want that's to. Gave me the creeps. Yeah, it's bad. That's actually, actually, actually the design. Um, but yeah, that's incredible. Like, they, uh, Gina Davis did do the voiceovers, but yeah, and also something that really aged the best in terms for me, um, was Dottie and Jimmy not becoming romantically involved because that feels it like was the, supposed to be right. Uh, yeah, I have that in uh, my notes oh, for later. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not, I've read that somewhere. That and, they, they were, they were like, kind of. And then this stage the best in terms of reading erotic fiction because Madonna teaches one of the girls how to read with erotic fiction. <laughs> and, and erotic fiction is insanely popular. Um, and, in the 90s. and then for the era, the team receiving telegram from the War Department. I thought that scene was probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie when all, yeah, all the women are pretty much like, Oh my God! Which one of my, you know, which one of my husband, husband. died? Which is really impactful. Uh, and I think Tom Hanks is really good in that really small uh, scene. Uh, yeah, and that's all I got. What do you got? Well, we're doing we're doing like, age the best. Age, age the best. Um, 
women in sports? Yeah. Uh, it's because like now that, you know, now, now, now that we know that so much people is like, you know, like quality and stuff like that. The fact that if the fact that we even say that this is one of the greatest baseball movies says a lot. Cause when you think baseball, you don't ever really think about women. And the fact that the, you know, like it's just, you know, like this is a popular movie that 30 years later, people still talk about it. So, you know, like in a, and a genre that's dominated by men, it stands out. Um, Ace the best, like you said, is the uniforms. Um, Tom Hanks, because he's remember at that time he was still not Tom Tom Hanks like oh, the yeah. way we know him now. I have him. I have him in my peaks and valleys when we talk. Oh about yeah, him. it has to be. But yeah, like Tom Hanks. I mean, you pretty much nailed a lot of the was Ace the best of it. For sure. All right. Age the worst. I don't have that much here because I think this movie's close to like perfect. Uh, well, did I miss something? You said that you were going to call me out if I miss something. You're going to fight me on it. Oh, no, no. It's when we talk about like peaks. Like, you know how like. Oh, yes. yes, yes. About, got... and they, get, they get a little comedic. Like, oh, is this the peak of. Oh, Apex. So-and-so? Oh, the, yeah. Because they do Apex, Apex Mountain or something. Like yeah. That, like, right? you know, like, they'll be like, is this, is this, the, is this the peak of. You know how when they be like, is it the peak of Boston and movies? Like I'm like, this is clearly the peak of of, of women's sports movies for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I I agree. There's um, one funny one that I have a counterpoint if you mention it. Let me see. So, but for age the words, um, John Lovitz. I hate John Lovitz, man. I don't like anything John Lovitz has been in. I think I like High School High. Yeah, yeah. You have fun with that. Um, well, you're, you're not you're not big on comedies like that, so I like I understand. He's so not funny. <laughs> I, no, I, I get you. I get you. Like, I like I like high school high for the cast. Um, and I I think him hating on Marla because of her looks rather than her talent. Oh yeah, that is that age. age really bad. Cause um, no offense, when it comes to baseball, I could give a fuck. if you're ugly, if you could hit homers like she could, bro, you are my babe. Well, yeah, I am not the t- listen. I don't give a shit how you look when you play sports. Exactly, exactly. like I can care less. You can have a creative face. I don't care. You're gonna you're gonna be hitting homers and, hit, and hitting hits for me. Come on. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the whole beauty scene is horrible because they the way they were judging her so much. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's bad taste. Let me see. What else do I got here? Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Kit being described as as single as they come, <laughs> like that's like what is she, what do they mean? Is she it's like maybe it's like a tomboy that no? Oh, that's not walk. what I thought. Hold on, what, what, what? Oh, like, oh, like 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 was a whore or something? Like they literally insinuated like Madonna's character was Lucy Goosey, but then you know when they come to kid, they're like, oh, yeah, she's as single as they come. Like, she's open for season. Like, it's very demeaning, oh, I, I think. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Because the fact that they, they, they didn't mind saying what it was with, with Madonna's character all the way main. Yeah, that is true. All right. Then maybe I over I, I, yeah, like, I overanalyze that. Like, it's more like Dottie's the beautiful older sister who's good, and then Dottie's the little sister who nobody wants, who probably is like, like oh you like oh you want to date me you gotta you know you gotta bring a friend for my little sister type thing. All right, good. Then you definitely took that in a much better way than I did. Uh, all right, and that's pretty much it. I don't really have that much. I age the worst here. What do you got? If anything, no, that's pretty like not so much thing. Like I said, the only thing that that really always says kind of thing is just the fact the way they they treat Marla. That's pretty much the only thing that's like to me that's like I wouldn't put a negative on the movie about. But it's also like with the time and. 
the way people see, you know, like the fact that they even were letting women play, you know, like it makes sense for the time. It's just when you, it's just like, it wasn't needed. I agree. I, I concur. Uh, all right, great. So let's get to our categories here. Joe Spinell, that guy award. Uh, listen, I, I'm just going to, I'm not going to be as nice as you. I think I have Lori Petty. I know she was like Tank Girl uh, or something like that, but like, well, Tank Girl was after. Yeah, and I really just remember her as like it's, it's as Kit. Like it's it's hard with me and you because we tend to know the actors of we tend to know the names of so many people. So like you know like you see how that guy award like doesn't really work for me and you because even if they're not big actors, we'll be like, oh, that's so and so's name. We just have a movie associated with them. So like with Lori Petty is like yeah, there's definitely like I would say this was the peak of her career because she had this and. Point break back to back years. Yeah, that's. I think this would be it for her. But like that guy award. Uh, I mean, I, I always mean, look at it because I always look at it as when I think of that actor, even though I've seen him in a million things, I always yeah, think of like. I think, yeah, this kid is definitely here, the hormone. But I'll go with, for me, with the Joe Spinell award, which this would be pretty much, this is our version of that guy. But it's pretty much the guy that marries Marla. I don't know who that like is. I, exactly. But I've seen him and stuff, but I'm like, oh, that's the guy that... So, so to me, he'll be my Joe Spinell. Okay. All right, great. This is a new award because it, it debuted on an E.T. episode with Jack and myself. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard that one, so I'm curious. Okay, great. What the, what the so this, is. this is called the Al Martino Miscast Award. <laughs> um, okay. Give it to me. I mean... <laughs> For anyone that's not aware, I've explained it before. Al Martino played uh, Johnny Fontaine in The Godfather, and it should have—it was supposed to. Frank Sinatra, right? Yep, and yeah, that's—I always feel that cast. That's probably the only bad thing about The Godfather is, is Al Martino. They elaborate on that the offer, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, you should see it. Uh, Jack is one of the biggest Godfather fans outside of me that I know. And knowing you love the movies too, you're gonna love everything we loved because he he ended up going giving the, the, it to the stuff, like, right? Yeah, he went three he went three point five the same way I did out of five, uh, and pretty much because of the mafia stuff that he, he didn't he hated as well. Yeah, but I, Math- I, I glimpsed a bit of his stuff. Matthew Good, my my friend, God, I hope he gets an Emmy nomination. Even though the show is like not certified on RT or anything like that, I really <laughs> hope he gets nominated. He is so damn good in in this show. Um, all right, great. So yeah, my Al Martino, I went with uh, I went with Laurie Petty again, but because Damn, bro. because Molly Ringwald was ca- considered for the role, and I think she would have killed it. I think that mm. would. I mean, she definitely looks she she definitely looks more like Gina Davis because of the red hair. Yeah, so I thought that would have been a nice little combo. And might have might have given our girl a better career in the 90s than she, what she had. And it would have been something completely different than what she had done in the 80s. So Yeah, for sure, because that, that was that was what she was trying to... It, that girl messed up her career so much, because she turned down Ghost also. Oh, damn. She would have probably been better than Demi Moore. <laughs> she turned down Pretty Woman. I can't. She's not going to be better than Julia. No, she wouldn't be better, but it's, it's, it's just how successful those movies were. Like, could you imagine if she had done the one-two punch of Ghost and Pretty Woman the same year? Oh yeah, forget it, bro. Forget like, it. Yeah, her career in the nineties, she would have definitely been able to, like, not like kind of get rid of that teen movie star. Image. She'd be making uh, all those really bad action nineties movies, like The Net. 
I like the net. Of course you do. You couldn't you couldn't say the peacemaker? No, nah, I went with the net because that's not how the internet works, especially in well, 1995. I mean, well, like that, you probably, I don't even know how the internet works. I could definitely have seen her as the lead in Congo or something like that. Yeah, she definitely, if she had gotten that one-two punch and plus a million of them, she definitely would have just say, taken some paycheck rolls. For sure. Probably would have done freaking, I'm drawing a blank, but she could, maybe would have even done speed. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But, um... Since you didn't know about this award, would, do you think of anybody? I was actually going to do John Lovett until I found out in my research that the role was written for him. Yeah, because remember he was in City Slicker, so it's like he's like a he's one of their dudes. Um, shit, I don't know who I would have put. Just say, just say my answer because I think you want to say it. You just, you're just a nicer guy than me. Yeah, it's hard because it's like. Gary Marshall was good in the role and that he's Penny's brother, so that makes sense. Then Gina, then Madonna's well casted, but Rosie O'Donnell, I think, like her in the role. If she had been Rosie O'Donnell, how she is in most movies, I wouldn't have liked her in the part. And then both, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go with your Lord Penny. Let's go. See, I told you. I, I, I'm you know, not being mean. It's, it's hard because, like, everybody's so well casted in this movie. Yeah, I mean, with our next two categories, I think we're going to share it. I don't even think it's close. Uh, Detlef Shrimp, Sixth Man of the Film Award, Best Supporting Player. That's Tom Hanks. I mean, I don't even. Tom Hanks is not a lead here, so definitely no, yeah, Tom Hanks. I would have definitely when we were talking Oscar nominations, definitely would have been like Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Song. Because Madonna had a song, right? Yeah, this used to be my playground. This is a banger. Yeah. Um, and if I really want to throw six man of the film for some of the girls on the team, I definitely would do Rosie O'Donnell Madonna. and Madonna. Madonna. I th- I love them both in there. Yeah, they're good duo. Yeah, Tom Hanks is never he's never did the lead. And then uh, Becky O'Shea, Icebox MVP of the film award. <laughs> Gina Davis. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> not even. Like Penny Marshall might have a chance because she's it's pretty much was her brainchild. That's yeah, the only person that I would be like. She's fucking <laughs> incredible in this movie. I love everything she does in this movie. She's this? so damn good. Yeah, this is, this is definitely my favorite Gina Davis performance, for sure. Is up this or Thelma and Louise? Uh, yeah, she's great in both, but I think I'm going with this. What's she win the Oscar for again? I forgot. Uh, For fucking Accidents and Tours. That movie sucks. <laughs> and that shit was nominated for fucking Best Picture and all that bunch of it was because it's Lawrence Kasdan. He was a big member in the, in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, of they course. loved him. You know, big chill and all this stuff. I mean, I'm glad she has an Oscar. I'm just, you oh, know, yeah, it's sure. just... It just... It's like it's the Sandra Bullock stuff where Sandra Bullock... Like, I don't think she even was even worthy of a nomination for The Blind Side, but I do think that she was deserving of a nomination for Gravity. I haven't seen The Blind Side in 10 years. Yeah, no, I only saw it once when it came out. This is a freaking... It's a lifetime movie with a big budget. Seriously. All right, great. So let's finish off with Peaks and Valley here. Um... All right, I do agree. This is the peak for women, us, uh, women in base, women in sports movies. I think women this is baseball, it. women in sports. Um, is this the peak for baseball movies? I say yes, and you do too, right? Um, I think. Well, I mean, if we're talking about quality, I would say peak quality. It could be either this or Moneyball because Moneyball, I love Moneyball, and actually got that for a best picture. Yeah, you know what? Then maybe this and Moneyball are the two best baseball movies. Yeah, like it is yeah. an argument, and then there's arguments for people that just feel like the Sandlot because it's just the timeless classic, and it just captured that spirit of like what everybody. It doesn't matter what your nationality is or whatever you were born in. Playing baseball with your friends was, was the right of passage for a guy. Yeah, so I think 
I think there's a golden four. So I think it's we have the Sandlot, not in any order, but Sandlot League of Their Own, Moneyball, and Field of Dreams, and Bull Durham. If you want to go five, what we know, I'm I'm more of a Bull than Field of Dreams, but I know that when it comes to like legacy Field of Dreams, the I mean, come on. it wasn't like last year or two years ago that did the Field of Dreams game. Last year. Yeah, last year. Like, so it's like that just tells you the popularity of the film. Yeah, I agree. So for this movie, they're making a new show. And that shows you the popularity that people even feel like. Okay, you we stepped could. on my goddamn facts again. My bad, bro. Sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, you know I'm a big fan of this movie. Like, you, you, were, you were getting this. I mean, come on. Um, I bet, I bet, I'm gonna shut you up on one of these facts that you may not even know. I bet you, I'm gonna get you at least on one of them. Uh, but no, uh, is this the peak for Penny Marshall? I think after this, yeah, right. I think this is the last really great movie she made, right? Yeah, because I mean, I like Renaissance Man, but it's not good. Um, I mean, I feel like her peak would probably, like, in terms of popularity, is definitely maybe this. Because Big is popular, but it's more just Tom Hanks. Like, this movie is people have an all-around love for it for more things than just the, just the one performance. But I feel like her peak would probably, in terms of power, it's probably Awakening because she got the best, her movie got the best picture down and it gave her the juice to be able to make it of their own. Because like, yeah. as you mentioned earlier, it was based on a documentary. Like, if she hadn't had the success of a big box office hit as Big and then a best picture nominee in, in Awakening, she probably would have not been able to make a, um this movie because remember before those hits she was just known as um um which one was she was she um laverne or she was shirley i never seen the show but i'm not sure i don't remember i had i know jenny's a big fan she's gonna be mad at us yeah jenny's a huge fan (laughs) but like remember like she she was just known as that and being gary marshall's little sister so like those that three things like that gave her the juice to be able to say oh i want to do it together own yeah i i concur uh and then yeah we kind of mentioned laurie petty before that this is Pretty much her peak, uh, unless you're yeah. unless you're a big Tank Girl fan. Yeah, uh, like for the call fund, it would be Tank, but like in terms of because Tank Girl wasn't a hit, so like in terms of box office hit, is the one two punch of this. Oh, I forgot she was pretty willy. That she had a good ass three year stretch. She was ninety one point break ninety two this and then ninety three free willy. Oh yeah, she was the the worker at the aquarium, right? Yeah, that's like a pretty good one three. Uh, yeah, stuff. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. But, but right. like, this is probably her media's role because Point Bridge is pretty much the love interest. Yeah, for sure. And then Valley, I have Tom Hanks, obviously. Um, Rockford Peaches Halloween costumes. Madonna. Yeah. Softball. Just a sport. Madonna's acting career. Yes. This is definitely the peak of it. Oh, but- I actually think Valley because I think she still had a great career after, like, music-wise. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But acting... Acting oh no! Acting is this. I don't like Avita oh, yeah, and no, all that shit. She, first, she, she won the Golden Globe for Avita. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no crying in baseball, and as this as single as they come on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, and then here we go. I'm gonna finish up with some fun facts. Oh, you forgot one thing. I what I forgot? I thought you were gonna do it. Wait, what I forgot? I think we're gonna say this is the peak of long penis. Oh, you're right. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I have a counter for you. Well, yeah, you're going to say Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought you had, I thought you were going to say Pete. And then, so, yeah, it will be this and Austin Powers. I don't agree with you, but uh, I oh, actually... Oh, you, you think this is a better one? You know how I feel about Austin Powers. You like the first one. 
think it's fine. I like the. I, I think the first two are fine. I borderline dislow the third one. I always, I always thought you liked the. I always thought you liked the first one a lot. You just didn't care for the sequels. No, I, I actually think the sequel is better than the first one. Oh, you, you're more of a Spike with Shaggy fan. Yeah, the third one is awful. I, I hate. Well, I, I like hate. Felicity Shaggy more than Vanessa, but overall movie, I feel the first one is way funnier. I think the second one has the first one has the funniest moment for me, and that's when he's trying to back out with that truck thingy. Oh, yeah, that still think that, shit, that still cracks me up. And the and the and the, the pump is funny to me. Yeah, it's really it's still really funny. Uh, all right, great. So here we go. So I have. For the famous split cast, Gina Davis had to have a stunt double slide into the split. Although she can do a split, she couldn't slide into it. Did you know that? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that that one I knew because I think she's spoken about it. Uh, we the storyline was inspired by uh, Dottie Collins during World War II. She played for uh, the league and pitched seventeen shutouts during her six-year career. Uh, not even Tom Hanks knew when he was going to be done quote-unquote peeing. Penny Marshall was in the stall with a hose and made the noise, and when she stopped, he stopped peeing. <laughs> I bet I didn't know. Yeah, I, li- I like that one. Uh, actress auditioning for the film had had to prove they could play baseball. All the actresses cast in the film, apart from Gina Davis, did their own baseball stunts. None of the performers wanted stunt doubles. That was pretty yeah, cool. I, I, that, that I respect, because I'm like, it's like... um. You could tell, I think, it's in Summer Catch, where you could tell it's not Freddie Prince Jr. pitching because I think he had, like, a horrible form. Yeah, no, it's, it's for, so I like, for I like, sure. I like authenticity because you, you then have to do, like, cutaways to, to like, kind of, like, make it seem like it's a person. I don't like when they do it. Like, just cast somebody that is, like, on with Love and Basketball, like, like Sonali, then she, you know that's her because you see her in the same frame for certain shots. I, I yeah for sure I agree. Uh, this one I didn't know, but Jen, uh, when I was talking to Jenny about this, uh, she's like, "Of course, how did you not know this?" Uh, Penny Marshall cast her daughter Tracy Reiner as Betty Spaghetti. That I, I that I uh, that I, I read up over the years. I just, I always forget which one is her. I thought that's one that the, the know that her that her that her husband died, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I believe so. And then her brother Gary Marshall was Walter Harvey. Gary Gary was um was cast at the last minute because Penny couldn't afford her original choice. Do you know who her original choice was? I I if I'm if I'm correct, I think I've read it. Was it Christopher Walken? It was. Yeah, okay, because like, I you know like me, like you, I do I'd like to read stuff like that. So like I I was I'm like I'm like I'm pretty sure it was Christopher Walken. You know you know I love when actors pack out in the pounds rather than wear a fat suit. Tom Hanks gained thirty pounds in preparation for the role. He attributed their weight gain to nearby Dairy Queen, where Penny Marshall encouraged Hanks to keep on eating. Meanwhile, she also told Rosie O'Donnell to eat as little as possible. <laughs> this is a true story. That's wild. Uh, Farrah Fawcett wanted to take part, but was physically unable and was physically able to play the game. But according to Penny Marshall, she was too old. Well, that's that's the Chinese Angel woman, right? Th- that's the what? Charlie's Angels from the TV show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, to get enough footage, Penny Marshall had the girls play unscripted games. Uh, this oh, I would have loved, which the only the only hit against Penny Marshall in this movie was this. Marissa Tomei filmed an audition tape of her playing baseball and being coached by Joe Pesci on a set of My Cousin Vinny. Let me guess for the Madonna part? Uh, it doesn't specify. but oh, according that would have been a perfect man. 
But according to Penny Marshall, she just wasn't a ball player. I don't know, man. Marissa Tomei, literally, you get her the the year she wins an Oscar. Yeah, but then, but then it becomes who which part? Because the only part I can see her playing is is the Madonna role. Because it's like yeah, she could do that that that, that talk like that. Yeah, I guess you're and right. I love Madonna. I love Madonna in the role. Like it just it wasn't meant to be. She got she got the Oscar. She she, she did she did all right. This is Green Goblin. This was bananas, dude. So Deborah Winger was originally going to star yep. in the film, but I'm backed out when Madonna was signed. Winger, Madonna, 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 Madonna was signed. Madonna, no, no, I would never say. <laughs> utter, I would never utter that on this podcast. Uh, Winger also suffered a back injury and forced off the film. However, she felt the casting of Madonna was ma- mainly a publicity stunt that would distract from the authenticity of the historically accurate story and turn the film into an Elvis Presley musical. She stood <laughs> by her assertion years later, saying, "Look at uh, how Madonna's ca- acting career turned out." Like I said, I get that. I get where she was coming from because honestly, besides definitely seeking Susan, Madonna's acting career was really shit. So I understand that. But if you see, you can't say that you see the the, the final product is like bro no Madonna was perfect for that role. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Sean Young and Demi Moore were both considered for Dottie. Sean Young seems to have been considered for every movie in the nineteen eighties <laughs> and nineties. I was gonna say that yo, that girl has bad luck. She was originally the Daryl Hannah part in Wall Street. She didn't fit well, so they gave her the little supporting part that sucked. Batman. Was it Batman or Batman? Batman the Batman 89, and then she showed up at Tim Burton and Peter Peter Gruber's office dressed as Catwoman to audition for Batman Returns. So, yeah, like that yeah, I, I could have been different. I don't know how I forgot to mention that last week on our Batman Returns podcast, because um, that story is and wild. And that Benny, too. Did he mention that one? That Annette Benny? Yeah, I did mention Annette Benny. For, for, for Batman yeah. Returns? Yeah. because she got pregnant, right? Yep. Okay, uh, the original cut of the movie was four and a half hours long. I even think this movie is a little too long. If there is an issue, this movie is maybe like 150, 145, cut about it's like 20 minutes. Right? Some, yeah, like 212, I think. Well, I mean, that we go also with that one. That we'll, we'll get our long cut now with the TV show. Yes, which that's coming soon. Uh, Paul Newman was considered for the role of Walter Harvey. I would have loved that. Oh, hell yeah. Especially, well, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but I, I love him in The Hustucker Proxy. I have not seen that. Oh, it's, 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 you're a fan of screwball comedy, so I think I think you you'll fuck with with Hussucker a lot. But pretty much, he's playing that. He's like it's like a person who's somewhat of a good guy, but also not. So it's like I could see him when he wanted to shut down the league, and when he went when when like when Gary Marshall shows the like little dark sides of how he didn't believe in the league. Paul Newman would have been perfect with those, for those scenes just based yeah. on what he did in Hussucker. Agreed. And then um, Ali Sheedy was considered for the role of Dottie. I feel like every woman seemed to be considered for the role of Dottie. I mean, remember, this is this is such a huge part. This is, remember, women are so important. In, I mean, guys is pretty much the whole movie, and there's so many like really great parts. So I can only imagine how the casting for the movie must have got like the audition process. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, uh, two more here. During initial development, J- Jim Belushi was set to play Jim Jimmy, and Laura Dern was cast in Do- as Dottie. Hmm. I don't think Laura Dern was Laura Dern yet. I think she had just well, done, she, she had just done Walled at Heart. I think she was just working mainly with Lynch at that time, yeah, right? She, was, she, was, she already had an Oscar now. For what? For Rambling, for Rambling Rose. Uh, I never seen that. Me neither, but I, but, I, but she, she but she was mostly known for her David Lynch work and Mask. But she had already been an Oscar now by then. Oh my God, I forgot she's a Mask. <laughs> I totally forgot she was a Mask. 
I've only seen Mass once or twice. That's a heavy movie, oh, yeah. man. That's a good movie. No, but it's it heavy is. as shit, man. Yeah, um, it's like that. That and that Elephant Man are not a good double feature. Nah, not at all. Uh, and then finally, let me see if I'm going to skip anything here. Yes, I will. I'll, I'll go to the last one. And this is where you can you can uh, chime in. There have been two attempts to adapt the movie into a TV <laughs> series. The first was a 1993 sitcom featuring Megan Cavanaugh and Tracy Reiner reprising their to find that. reprising the roles they played in the movie. Several of the behind the scenes personnel were the same, including the screenwriters, Penny Marshall, but all the other roles were, were uh, recast. The second TV adaptation was first announced in 2018 and will be coming out in the end of the year. Um, Created for Amazon, written by Will Graham and Abby oh. Jacobson, who also stars yeah. in the series. Plus. And the series is more of a reimagining than the first series. Um, none of the original movie characters are being used, which I do like, though. So it could be its own standalone thing. Exactly. Uh, that's that and the fact that in the trailers, I've seen that they have black ballplayers. So I like that they'll probably going to tackle, like, race. You know, like, because it's going to be, like, in the mid-40s. So around the time Jackie Robinson was still wasn't in the league yet. So... That's why I'm interested because I'm like, I like Broad City. So I know that Abby Jacobson is a good performer and a good writer. But I just, I like, I like the fact that they're going to tackle racism, which the first movie didn't do at all. Yeah, I, so I, I agree. Like I'm very, it's, I can, it's gonna set it apart. I'm usually not into these remake stuff, but I'm actually really looking forward to this. I'm really looking, I think this is going to be a good one. I feel like after Cobra Kai, that stigma has been changed. Like, a little like bit, if, yeah. If, if done right, like the Mighty Doug show too, like if done right, these could work. You just had to. You just have to make it not feel like it's a rehash of what came before. Yeah, so for like, sure. The fact that this is gonna tackle racism and stuff like that, like, and showing like women actually going to work besides just playing baseball. Because in the show, I saw that um, one of the girls, one of the Morenas, was was like working in a factory. Like, you don't really see like a woman working. I'm like the only time I you see that's probably flash dance. No, I I I concur. I they're starting to get it right. Not something that I usually hope for, but it's when you do get it and they do it right, you know, I usually get excited for it. But yeah, that wraps everything up for this week. This was a fun one. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if you want to be a part of this, but I'm going to let the listeners know that next week is probably one of the most excited I've been for a podcast in a very long time. What is it? Because the draft is coming back, but it's not just any draft. We're doing the Rotten Movie Draft. Oh yeah, bring me in here. Baby. Same category, <laughs> same categories as usual. However, every movie we draft will have to be rotten on Ryan Tomatoes. So, but you, you, you got, you should make it more fun and be like, it has to be like twenty five percent. No, no, because I need to get Halloween three in here somewhere, and that's like fifty oh, come something. Come on, imagine how much fun it would be if we're here fighting over super babies. I mean, no, no, baby no. genus is super. I super need to, genius. I need to have movies that I at least think are decent. <laughs> In terms All of right, like, so I like. I don't. What was what was what's the Ryan score for for Halloween three? I think fifty something. Shit, I was yeah. hoping it was like forty six because I feel like if you the the, the more Ryan you make it, the funnier it's gonna be. I still think this is gonna be funny. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a great no, time. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you know, I'm pick, you know I'm gonna pick Howard the Duck and Super Mario Brothers probably. Yeah, I'll enjoy that stuff except uh bro stop you know this this probably people like me that love it as well but oh we got super mario brothers let's go i'm choosing him we shall see but no uh <laughs> this should be a fun one i can't wait to do Although, this yeah, one definitely call me and i'm with it all right so do you want to plug anything before you go um 
yeah, just um, you know, follow me at work with the movies on on Instagram. I pretty much give you guys a little bit of everything, um, movie reviews, movie news, polls on my story, just to get you involved and put you on some movies that you never heard of. And you know, you go so hopefully soon catch me doing some trivia in League of Santa House. Yeah, I hope to see you in the finals. <laughs> against your team, I hope so. That would be fun. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, yeah, so that, and on my end, you know where you can find me. Find me at Real Talking Inc. You can find my work at realtalking.com. You can find my work at mamasgeeky.com. You can find my work on Ron Tomatoes. Uh, you can find me here. Find me on Chop Talk. Find me everywhere. And uh, also on the League of Cinephiles. So until next week, remember, there's no crying in baseball, kids. Thank you.